0: Welcome to the King's Cost, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now,
1: here's the broadcast. You. Come on, why don't we put our hands together and give God some praise this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Is he a good God? Oh, you can do better than that. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. He's worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. We give him thanks. We'd like to welcome you and greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We welcome those who are joining us via KCTV. We just want to greet you also and welcome you to this morning's broadcast in the wonderful name of Jesus. We want to give honor where honor is due this morning and just thank everybody that is serving in this great church from what may seemingly be the lowest to the highest. We'd like to honor you this morning in whatever capacity you are serving. Come on, why don't you put our hands together for everybody who's serving in the house this morning. We give God thanks. Amen. We thank you for the, uh, all the elders that are doing a marvellous job, and uh, as uh, Lee has said, I'm the one who gave uh, his wife away on his wedding, amen. And they are celebrating 18 years, amen. So if you want your you're about to get married and you want your marriage to last, let me give you away, amen, amen, <laughs> amen, amen, amen. We thank the Lord. We're going to get into the word of God this morning. Why don't you turn to your neighbor? Say, neighbor. neighbor. God's got a word, God a word for you. Oh, turn to that neighbor sleeping. <laughs> turn to your other neighbor who's awake and tell him, neighbor. neighbor. God's got a word, God a word for you. Amen, amen. Let's get into the word of God this morning. And uh, let's share from the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 if we've been sensitive to the move of the spirit over the past few weeks and months you notice that uh, god has been calling us to a closer and deeper walk with him yeah. we began the year in uh, a time of prayer we made provision in the church for a time of prayer, and to just give a people a focal point to be focused on the Lord. But if you are sensitive to what His Spirit is doing, you know that there's something on the horizon, not only for your church, not only for the church, but also for your individual life. And God is preparing you for that season. So in keeping with the Spirit, And the season that is upon us, first Peter chapter two, verse nine reads, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. Come, let's bow our heads and pray. And just ask the Lord just to open up our understanding to the word in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness towards us. Fathers, we gather together in this moment, Lord God, we ask for your spirit to be present. We ask you, Lord God, for it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. Heavenly Father, let our hearts and our minds be ready. Speak to us in a way that only you can. Send forth your anointing, Lord God, this morning that makes preaching easy. Take self out of the way, Lord God, and let you and your name be glorified. As we ask in Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. Amen. I forgot, just make sure I get dinner today. I honor my wife too, amen. Amen, Amen. I thank God for my wife in Jesus' name. A hardworking woman, wonderful woman of God, I thank God for her. This morning, if you were to give a title for uh, the word... You could perhaps say it's a call to priesthood. A call to priesthood. Why don't you tell somebody next to you, say, neighbor, God is calling you back to priesthood. We find here in the book of First Peter, as Peter begins to encourage the church that he begins to put the body of Christ in remembrance as to their mission on this earth. And every once in a while, when God is about to do something and is about to bring a new season, he will send an instruction of
0: remembrance. Why? Because as much as we have technology in this world, as much as wisdom and knowledge have advanced, the Bible
1: calls us to remember the old part. I know we've become all technical these days with uh, our live broadcasts and our lighting and our great... Uh, 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 ministering in music and, and uh, our smoke machines, amen.
0: But the Bible says that whenever God is about to do a new thing, he reminds us about the foundational things in him. And the Bible says that as Peter begins to speak to the church, he begins to remind them that as you go through this new season, hallelujah, as our sister Denise has said, you need to know your identity. But ye are a chosen generation. I come to let you know this morning, I know when you woke up this morning or even last night you were debating, shall I go to church, shall I stay in, maybe I should watch online. I come to let you know this morning that it's not up to you, you are a chosen generation. Sometimes we feel we have control on our lives. Sometimes we feel we are in control of what we are doing. But God is reminding us that all control belongs to him. God is reminding us this morning that it is not up to you the way you live your life. But your life has been chosen as he said to Jeremiah before the foundations of the earth. He chose you. Hallelujah. That choosing, hallelujah, he said, came with some qualification. He says, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Hallelujah. You are a royal Priesthood. You need to understand that even as we have come out of a season where we had a changing of a God, as it were, with a new King coming in place, you will notice that there were some protocols from the death of the Queen up to now we still haven't had the coronation of the King because there is a process. In other words, when you are royalty, as much as you would want to do things the way you want to do, even the king himself is constrained by protocol. I come to let you know this morning that as a chosen generation, there are some protocols that we have in this life of the spirit. We can't live our lives any old how. He says you are royalty. And royalty comes with protocols. You are a royal priesthood. As a priest of God, you are, as it were, a minister of God to this generation. Notice, he said that you are a chosen generation. In other words, when God calls you as an individual, he calls you not just for you, but he calls you to affect your generation. I don't care who you are and I don't care how you look at yourself. You may think I'm the least in the kingdom. You may think I'm the least in this church, but God says he has called you to affect a generation. But the affecting of the generation will be done through priesthood. Now what is priesthood? Priesthood in the simplest form is is you as a priest, you stand as a representative of God. Not only a representative of God, but a connector of God to your generation. You stand in the gap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You stand in the gap. Hallelujah. And some gaps in your generation Generation, hallelujah, are missing occupation. There's some gaps in your life, there are some gaps in your family, there are some gaps in your area of influence that are missing occupation. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who you are, everybody under the sound of my voice, you've been called to affect a generation. Who is my generation? The ge- your generation is your immediate vicinity. Hallelujah. The places that you go, the places that you work, the family that you're in, the people that you have friendships with, those are your generation. You have been called to stand in the gap and as a pre- Priest to act as a bridge between God and man and pull them together. When this lost generation needs to find God, they need to look to a priest. You are that priest. The Bible says that you are a holy nation. One of the important qualifications of the priest is that you are consecrated to God. You are separated from this world and you have been made pure. Hallelujah. You've been separated to be used in the use and the service of God's work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes we try to complicate this walk. Hallelujah. Sometimes we try to add our own things, but we need to go back to consecration and holiness. Hallelujah. It's not enough just to be consecrated. You need to remain holy. Hallelujah. There are some items when they are consecrated, when they are set apart, when God sets you apart, it's not enough. Yes, he has consecrated you, but I. Are you living a holy life? Are you living a holy life this morning? He says that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In other words, as a priest, one of your main jobs is to reflect, hallelujah, the preeminence of God. One of your jobs as a priest in your generation, as you stand in the gap, is to reflect everything that is God onto this generation. He has called you out of darkness. Into his marvelous lights. So we understand then. That God has called us to priesthood. We understand then that God has called us to represent him. Like Paul put it in Corinthians, he said, we are ambassadors, hallelujah, of Christ. We are ambassadors of heaven, hallelujah. We are the representatives. Everywhere where we walk, everywhere, hallelujah, where we touch, we are representing the kingdom of God. So we need to watch how we act sometimes and we need to watch how we talk because we have to bear in mind that are my actions, is my speech, is the way I'm carrying on a representation, hallelujah, of heaven. Is it a representation as an ambassador of the country and the kingdom that I'm coming from? <coughs> See, as a chosen generation, it's not up to you. God has chosen you and he has called you to have a certain standard of representation of his kingdom. We can't carry on any way we want, but each day as we walk holy, we need to know, am I representation of the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. So we understand that God has called us to priesthood, but something which we and we need to know this morning is that it's not enough just to know and to proclaim that God has called you as a priest. It's not enough, hallelujah, to just be called one of the priesthood of God. The Bible says that as Jesus was about to ascend to heaven, before that he, has, he had led his ministry, he has called his disciples and he was working with them and mentoring them and training them for three Old years he worked with them and the bible says that after jesus's work was complete he had been crucified on the cross he had raised up from the dead and is about to ascend to heaven he then commissioned them and reminded them that now i have called you to priesthood <clears throat> but the priesthood that i've called you to comes with responsibility The priesthood that I've called you to is calling you to serve this generation. But in order to serve this generation effectively as a priest, you need power in your life. So the Bible says that he told them to tarry at Jerusalem, hallelujah, until they be endued with power. You need power in your life. Hallelujah. When God calls you as a priest, you need to have power in your life to serve this generation. The Bible says, tarry ye at Jerusalem until you be endued with power and you be able to go out and represent me effectively. But you need to realize that on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, and they begin to speak in other tongues, they begin to manifest the glorious presence of God, they begin to manifest the glorious habitation of the Spirit, as much as they received and had that experience, the power that they received was only potential power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible describes it as dunamis. See that power. As much as we like to proclaim as Christians that we have power, hallelujah, as much as you, you, could, you could shout it all day, I have power, I have power, I have power. But the Bible let us know that there was an experience when the sons of Sceva tried to cast out some demons and the demons set upon them and beat them up. They said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you guys? Because knowing that you have power by the Holy Spirit is not enough. That dunamis power or dynamic power or dynamo, hallelujah, a dynamo has to be stirred up, hallelujah. The power has to be built up within. For you to be an effective priest, you need to have power in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, hallelujah, that he then gave them the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he then commissions them to go forth into all the world and preach the gospel in the power and in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. God has come to ask you this morning, when was the last time you represented him with power? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is calling the church back to priesthood and he wants the church to know that priesthood is an office of power. Hallelujah. To be effective in this world. We are not going to be able to do it. Just by head knowledge. We are not going to be able to do it. Just by knowledge of the word. And knowing our doctrines. You need that word. You need that knowledge to be anointed. And full of power. Hallelujah. God is coming to awaken a powerless church this morning. God is coming to awaken you, to call and calling you back to priesthood. God is coming to awaken you and calling you back, hallelujah, to the anointing. The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of this world. But if this salt has lost its savor, what good is it but to be trampled underfoot by men? Hallelujah. He says you are the light of this world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. Where is your light shining today? Where is your light shining today? Hallelujah. So we need to understand that uh, in the office of priesthood, one of the problems that we have is that folks don't understand how to really come into effective priesthood. God wants to show you this morning how to come into effective priesthood. Effective priesthood must be accompanied by Power, effective priesthood must be accompanied by a power that is able to change the lives of men and women in this generation. Hallelujah, God is saying the church needs to wake up, hallelujah, and stop feeling sorry for themselves and understand that we have power in God. The Bible says, for us to truly get to effective priesthood, the Bible gave us a blueprint, hallelujah, in, the, in Exodus, hallelujah, by the furnishings of the tabernacle. First of all, the Bible says, that don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. The first thing you need to understand, if you're going to be an effective priest, first you need to acknowledge that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Your body is the temple, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. So the Bible begins to give us a shadow of this temple in the Old Testament. So when God begins to give Moses instructions on how to build the tabernacle, he was actually giving him instructions on how to build effective priests. Oh, you're not hearing me this morning. Denise, I think you need to come up here and help me preach this morning. Hallelujah. Because nobody is helping me. You see, the Bible says that as God begins to instruct Moses, he begins to give him the plan for the tabernacle. Hallelujah. In other words, that plan that he was giving Moses was a plan for you and me. You see, the things that happened in the Old Testament are a shadow of things that were to be fulfilled in the New Testament. Are you flowing with me this morning? Hallelujah. If I'm going too fast, just say slow down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, so those things were a type and shadow of the things that were to come in the New Testament. So the Bible begins to give Moses a plan of how to build the tabernacle. The plan on how to build the tabernacle was actually a plan of how to build effective priests are you with me hallelujah are you with me hallelujah hallelujah so the plan to build the tabernacle the bible says that first of all the tabernacle had to be encompassed hallelujah by a war or offense and there was one door in and Jesus is that door amen there was one door in. Thank you. Yes, we are all called to priesthood, but if you are here this morning and haven't yet given your life to Christ and not talking about nominal Christianity where they sprinkled some water on you as a baby. Hallelujah. And said you are saved. No. We are talking about the true gospel that says. No man can come to God. Except through the door of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You have to give your own life to Christ. You have to be able to raise up your hand. And say God. I recognize that you came on this earth. To die for my sins. And I repent of my sins. And I give my life to you. The Bible says if you come to him. He will surely accept you. So the Bible says that the tabernacle had a door. And as they enter into the tabernacle, hallelujah, area, we have the outer court. I wish the media team could find me an image of the tabernacle this morning. And maybe we could have a visual of this thing. But the Bible says, as he begins to build you as an effective priest, the first thing you obviously have to do is to be born again. Hallelujah. Are we all born again in this place this morning? Oh, there's only two born again people in this church this morning. Hallelujah. So when we're doing oracle. Elder, we need to begin, hallelujah, with a call to salvation. Amen. There's only two saved people in this church. Are you born again this morning? Amen. You must be born again. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, as you become born again, you enter, hallelujah, into priesthood. Hallelujah! You enter into priesthood. As you come into, hallelujah, the outer court of the tabernacle, you enter as a priest. But in the outer courts of the tabernacle, we then find the brazen altar. <laughs> the brazen altar is a place of sacrifice. Once you come into priesthood, one of the first things that you need to do is begin to die to the flesh. Hallelujah. God is showing us this morning how to become effective priests. The Bible says on that brazen altar, that's where you need to sacrifice the flesh. Hallelujah. The Bible says if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. The Bible says if you're ever going to come into the fullness of God, you need to crucify the flesh. The Bible says that Paul said, I beat this body into submission. And one of the technologies that God has given us to beat this body into submission is fasting. Hallelujah. Oh. I wish I had some serious people taking notes this morning. Hallelujah, because God wants to elevate somebody this morning into priesthood. God wants to elevate you into priesthood. So the Bible says that you need to crucify the flesh as a priest and as a minister and as a representative of God. You see, being a minister and a priest is not about being up here in the pulpit and preaching. It's not being recognized with the title of elder or deacon or bishop or pastor. Being a, being a priest Hallelujah. Everybody that has been saved has been called to priesthood. Hallelujah. Sometimes these titles can become a a stumbling block for us. And we're fighting. Hallelujah. And pushing. Hallelujah. Give me a title. Recognize me. Put me forward. Hallelujah. Lift me up, God. No, 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 no. Don't you know? The way up is down. You need to crucify that flesh. Hallelujah. So the Bible says the brazen altar, there has to be a sacrifice of the flesh. Hallelujah. In the outer courts, we also find the laver. Hallelujah. That's where the priest needs to wash. In other words, after you crucify the flesh, after you make, you put the flesh down, you need now to move your flesh from not only a state of being crucified, but into a state of being holy hallelujah, we are moving through priesthood. You see, you need to understand that effective priesthood is about ascension. Hallelujah, when God called you to be saved, you entered that office of priesthood, but to be effective as a priest, you have to ascend. So the tabernacle was built with a plan and a purpose to show you how to ascend in priesthood. So the Bible says, at the laver, you need to wash. We need to get back to the basic tenets of our faith. Be ye holy, even as I am holy. We need to get back to raising the standard. We need to get back to finding the old path. Hallelujah! And live holy lives. The Bible says, you see, the outer court is where most of us choose to mingle. The outer court is where most people are right now. You see, the outer court is all about the flesh. The outer court is all about the struggles. Hallelujah. And the issues of this life. The outer court is a place where we're struggling. Hallelujah. With who likes me? Who hates me? God, find me a husband. God, find me a wife. When am I I going to be promoted? God, when is my breakthrough going to come? God, where are you going to send me a prophecy? See, the outer court is all about me, me, me. The outer court. So, in your ascension of priesthood this morning, if that's where you find your life, you still haven't ascended. You're still in the outer court. Hallelujah. Because the outer court deals with the flesh. The outer court, the Bible says, deals with the cares of this world. But God says, cast your burdens unto me. Oh ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. You see there are some empty seats in this church this morning because somebody out there is still in the outer court and they said, well, I don't feel like going. Oh well, ah, uh, elder. Lee upset me. JL upset me. I'm not going to church. Hallelujah. Sister Melanie looked at me funny. Hallelujah. So I'm not coming to church. See, most people are still in the outer court and dealing with the simple things of life and dealing with the things of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. Hallelujah. (coughs) The lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the pride of life. All those things preoccupy us in the altar court. But I wish I had somebody here this morning saying, God, I want to ascend. Hallelujah, from just the fleshly things. God, I want to ascend from bitter arguments, pity arguments, pity parties, God. I want to ascend because every day I'm coming to church and I'm, pray- I'm bringing my prayer request for my problems. I want to ascend beyond my problems (coughs) we're gonna move it on so once you overcome the flesh (coughs) and the technology that god has given us there is fasting if you want to kill the flesh start to fast regularly hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. You need to put down your plate and begin to subdue the flesh and say, flesh, enough is enough. I want to ascend. A priest must be somebody who fasts regularly. Why? Because that is the technology and the system that God has given us to put the flesh down, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're struggling with this morning. Somebody says, well, I'm struggling with lust. Somebody said, well, I'm struggling with anger. Somebody said, well, I'm struggling with unforgiveness. Learn to fast. Hallelujah. Because when you learn to fast, as you begin to fast, it opens up your soul. Hallelujah. It opens up your soul for the spirit of God to be able to come in there and to occupy every area of of your life. We need to go back to the old path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When was the last time you fasted? Just nudge your neighbor say, neighbor, when was the last time you fasted?
1: Just say, you don't have to answer me, neighbor. Just
0: say, neighbor, you don't have to answer me. Huh? When was the last time you fasted? when was the last time you put the flesh down hallelujah when was the last time hallelujah you begin to pursue the things of the spirit and begin to say i crucify i wash myself in holiness i separate myself from the things of the world we gotta move on here we have to continue ascending and then as you ascend from the outer court hallelujah you then come into the holy place hallelujah and the bible says we find the table of shoe bread we find We find the altar of incense, we find the candlestick in the holy place, hallelujah, hallelujah, ascension, somebody say ascension. Hallelujah. We are ascending into effective priesthood. We are ascending. Hallelujah. When we are not afraid to cast out devils. The Bible says that there was an incident. When the disciples couldn't cast out the devil. And they brought and came to Jesus. After Jesus casted the devil out. And they asked Lord. Why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus told him. Because you haven't ascended. He said, this kind come not out, but by prayer and fasting. Why? Ah, let me detract quickly and explain something real quick. You see why he said that these ones come out not by by prayer and fasting. See, when, when Jesus Christ finishes 40 day fast, hallelujah, he's fasting in the wilderness. The Bible says that the devil came and started looking for something in him. Are you with me? He began to look for something in him. See, the enemy is coming to look for something in you. Because the kingdom that we live in is a legalistic kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, the the kingdom of the spirit is legalistic. Hallelujah. So when the devil came, he was looking to find something in Jesus. Hallelujah. That would negate him from the core. Hallelujah. There's principles that the kingdom is governed by. That's why it's called a kingdom. There are rules and regulations. Hallelujah. So when you fast, it begins to make you effective because you kill the flesh and you allow the infilling of the Holy Spirit in greater measure. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus declared, the devil comes and finds nothing in? He finds nothing in me. In other words, I can be effective in priesthood. So as we move from the outer court into the holy place, we find the table of shoe bread. We need to get back to the bread of life. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We need to get back to the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is what begins to give you understanding of the legalities and the principles and the ways in which the kingdom works. Hallelujah. So to be an Effective priest, you have to know your legal rights in Christ. So we need the table of shoe bread, which is representative of the word of God. And after you take that shoe bread, we have the candlesticks, which is the illumination of the Holy Spirit. You need to get back to praying in the spirit. Once you pray in the spirit, you see you've crucified the flesh. You've made yourself holy. You're taking in the word of God. Now you need to get back to praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is what will build up your capacity. You see, your effectiveness as a priest is determined by how much you are filled with the spirit. That if your effectiveness as a priest is measured by how much light you have. You see, in the kingdom of heaven, the measurement of heaven is light. Light is a measure. The Bible says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Because the Son of God, the light of this world, hallelujah, the light of our souls was able to shine so bright that he overcame the darkness of sin. Huh? So your growth, And your ranking in the spirit is determined by how much light you carry. The Bible says that if your eye be single, then your body will be full of light. Conversely, it's saying that if it's not, you'll be full of darkness. And how great is that darkness? In other words, there's degrees. There's degrees to darkness and there's degrees to light. The degree of light that you carry will determine how effective you are as a priest and as a minister. Oh, you need to check your light. Oh, you need to check your night. Say, neighbor, check your light. How much light are you carrying? How much light are you carrying, neighbor? Hallelujah. You need to get back to praying in the spirit for long. You need to, you need to create some stamina in the spirit. The sad reality is that most of us don't have that stamina in the spirit. The sad reality is that the amount of light that you have is only enough to get you by as an individual. Hallelujah. The light that you are carrying in your life right now It's only enough to serve you alone. It's only enough to get you through your own issues. It's only enough to get you through your own problems. It's only enough to get you through, hallelujah, your own challenges. But God is calling you to ascend in priesthood beyond yourself and carry enough light to affect your generation. If you're feeling ineffective, Hallelujah, it's because you're not carrying enough light. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. The measure is light. So the candlestick, Hallelujah, a representation of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. As you pray in the Spirit, you begin to build yourself up in the Most Holy Faith. Huh? You begin to build yourself up in the most holy faith. You begin to be full of light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that as a priest, wherever you go, you should bring your light. Because he said you are the light of this world. In other words, in your job, you are the priest's. You need to tell, hallelujah, your job. You need to tell your company. You need to tell your business, hallelujah, whatever is happening in the business. You need to tell them it's going to be okay because the priest is here. Hallelujah. How many of you are affecting, hallelujah, your jobs? How many of you are affecting your home? One of your first assignment as a priest is your home. You need to become a priest in your home. Hallelujah. You need to say, God, there's no way I can go forth into all the world and preach the gospel when in my home things are messed up. Elevate me, God. Ascend me to be a priest in my home. you need that altar of incense you have to be caught up in consistent prayer. As a priest, you need to be caught up in consistent prayer. You need to be caught up in never-ending prayer. You see, prayer will bring a fragrance of the spirit in your life. Prayer will bring a fragrance. Hallelujah. When you walk in the room, people should know something feels different. Why? Because the, the essence, the incense of your prayer life is now infusing that room. Hallelujah. You need to begin to take authority Hallelujah. That power as you move up into ascension. God begins to reveal the aspect of authority in, in power which is called exousia. You begin to have authority over your environment. You begin to have authority over your situation. Hallelujah. But you have to be infused in prayer. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit this morning, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you need to challenge God and say, God, I want that infilling of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of you, hallelujah, you've been seeking the Holy Spirit for a while and you're wondering, God, why don't you fill me? Sometimes it's because you've jumped some steps in ascension. You want the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in you. Hallelujah. But you haven't crucified the flesh. You still want to live your life any old how. You don't want to live a consecrated life. You don't want to live a holy life, but you're saying, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. It won't work. Ascension. Somebody shout Ascension. Be infused in prayer. Hallelujah. Be illuminated by the Holy Spirit. What was the last thing the Holy Spirit said to you? What was the last direction he gave you? Hallelujah. You need to cultivate your walk with the Holy Spirit again. For as many as are called by his name. Hallelujah. They must be led by his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When was the last time the Holy Spirit led you? Ascension. Somebody say ascension. God wants you to ascend into effective priesthood. God wants you to ascend to be effective in this generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the tabernacle gave us an idea and a blueprint that it's not just about declaring, yes, I'm a child of God. No, that is not enough. You have to ascend and there's a process. Let's bring it home now. The Bible says there's then a place called the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. See, Sometimes we're asking God to do some amazing things in our lives. Sometimes we're asking God to bless us in particular ways and we're looking for certain things. But we haven't even done the basics. Huh? You've been believing God for some serious breakthroughs. You've been believing God for some serious changes in your life. You've been saying, God, I want to learn to hear your voice. Hallelujah. But what about the basics? Huh? What about the basics? Are you in the Word? Do you have a consistent prayer life? Do you have a consistent relationship with the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Take time to carry out the basics. The Bible says the priest then goes into the Holy of holies. Hallelujah. See as a priest, you are an ambassador. Hallelujah. You are a representative of God. But how are you going to represent God if God has not given you a word? <coughs> What word has he given you for your generation? What word has he given you for your home? What word has he given you for your workplace? See, the holy of holies is where you begin now to conversate with God on a level where he begins to give you revelation. He begins to give you enlightenment. See, that showbread that you took, that word of God that you you took in, when you enter the Holy of Holies, he then brings revelation. (coughs) It's not enough just to take in the written word of God, but you need the revelation. (coughs) In the Holy of Holies, that is where you begin to take your assignment. See, one of the reasons why you're being so ineffective in your walk with God and you're wondering, God, what have you called me to? is because you don't know your assignment. In the Holy of Holies, God will begin to give you your assignment. You see, God will give you an idea of what your assignment is even as you enter the outer court. But he cannot bring you into fullness and the revelation of that assignment because you are not ready. You have not ascended. So once you ascend into the Holy of Holies, the Bible says, in between the cherubims in the mercy seat, the Bible says God begins to speak to you. Hallelujah. Huh? Do you know your assignment this morning? I'm closing it down. Let's try and land this thing. I promise. Look, I've closed my Bible. We're going to land it now. The Holy of Holies is the place where you receive your assignment. Or rather, the revelation, the equipping, the anointing, the job, the role. That is where he gives you pinpoint direction as to what he has called you to do on this earth. To be an effective priest, you need to know what your assignment is. Are you with me? Do you know your assignment this morning? Are you like that guinea pig in a cage that's running on a never-ending wheel, going through the motions, but never knowing what your assignment is? Huh? You know what your assignment is, baby. Huh? You have to know your assignment. You have to know your assignment. That assignment is in that place in the Holy of Holies. The revelation in the Holy of Holies is where God begins to illuminate you. Huh? Elders, we don't need to fight. We don't need to jostle. We need to know our assignment. Hallelujah. God is calling you to effective priesthood this morning. But you have to know your assignment. As you ascend, God will bring you revelation of your assignment. Huh? We've been struggling and announcing every week for people to come and serve. But one of the reasons people don't put their hands up to serve is because they don't know their assignment. You are not hearing me this morning. Huh? see you cannot be an effective priest see some people want to ascend huh? some people want to ascend straight to the pulpit hallelujah but they've never even said I want to greet people at the door Huh? some people are saying God you're not using me hallelujah but you never bother to ask who vacuums the church when we are done Assignment. God is calling us back to priesthood. God is calling us back to assignment. Your assignment comes with its level of commitment. Your assignment needs a particular measure of the Spirit as a minimum. In other words, as a preacher, as a minister of the gospel, more is required of me in prayer. More is required of me in fasting. More is required of me in the word. When I was inquiring of God of my assignment, one of the things he gave me, was a minimum amount of time to pray. I won't stand here and say, say, I've been obedient to it all the time. But for the level of assignment, he prerequisited that I had to spend a certain amount of time in prayer. Do you know... The requisite time in prayer that God has given you for your assignment? You won't know that until you ascend. So neighbor, it's time to ascend. Huh? It's time to ascend. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? Huh? What hour are we facing all these stresses for? And getting jobs and working 9 to 5. And coming in day and night. If we don't know our assignment. We're going to pray this morning.
1: Assignment.
0: Priesthood. Your call back to priesthood is a unique call. Only you can fulfill that. One of the reasons why we have fighting in the church is because people are trying to push their own assignment. People are trying to push their own agendas and their own ideas. Why? Because they don't know their assignment. The reason why people are feeling helpless and, don't, and they don't know, well God, should I be in this church? Should I not be in this church? Should I be saving? Should I not be serving? Hallelujah. All those are outer court issues. All those are outer court issues. Well God, she doesn't speak to me the way I want to be spoken to. He doesn't smile at me the way I like to be smiled at. Outer court issues. In the Holy of Dolies, you begin to know your assignment. Hallelujah. If you can pray in the Spirit, pray right now. Pray in the Spirit. Come on. God wants to ascend somebody today. Pray in the spirit. Oh, I wish I had somebody who's ready to ascend. Pray in the spirit. Say, God ascend me. Help me to ascend, God. Hallelujah. Help me back to priesthood, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Pray. Huh? Pray. Huh? Oh, hold the music. Hold the music. Listen, church. Listen, church. We have to get back to being serious with the things of the Spirit. Ah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a sense of just going through the motions. See, when God calls us to preach a message, I think I shared it one time. When God calls us to preach a message, and this is why when you're asked to preach, you should never take it lightly. Because when you're asked to preach, there's a divine assignment that God gives you at that moment when you're asked to lead a service, when you're asked to lead worship, when you're asked to lead a department, there's a particular divine assignment that happens at that moment. And whenever there's a divine assignment, God sends the requisite anointing.
1: <coughs> oh, now some of you are already looking
0: at the time. Huh? See, that's what the church has become. So let's stick to the program. Let's stick to the run sheet. Huh? Huh? The preacher's taking too long. Doesn't he know my lunch is on a timer? It's gonna kick in. Huh? Hmm? Can we take our moment for a while? Huh? Hallelujah. We need to be serious with the things of God, church. We need to be serious with the things of the spirit. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Ascension is not about rushing. Ascension is not about taking a box. Ascension and coming into your assignment is not about, let's stick with the program. Oh, he's gone beyond time. Hallelujah. And you lose concentration. Stay focused this morning. Listen. When God sends a word, when he calls you to do something, he sends the requisite anointing. And especially when it's pulpit ministry, when you come to preach, especially when you're leading worship, he sends you a requisite anointing. See, can I talk to the worship team? Huh? Is it okay? If I'm too harsh, just say, ouch. See, as a worship team, you are called on a Sunday to lead. God's people, hallelujah, into his presence. That is your assignment at that moment. But to fulfill that assignment, you need the requisite anointing. Don't just jump into worship if you haven't spent time praying and fasting and you're saying, I'm here to lead people into his presence. God is calling you. Hallelujah! To so fulfill your assignment. That voice my sister. Is not just a voice. It's a calling. And there's an anointing. The devil tried to take it away. But I come to let you know. Hallelujah. It's an anointing. So this morning. When I give you instructions to pray in the Spirit, it's not because I'm going through the motion. It's because at that moment that there's something that the Spirit wants to do and that's the instruction that He's giving us. Some of you, as you are praying in the Spirit, that is the breakthrough that you may get to ascend. That is the breakthrough that you may have to come over that hump that you've been facing. So when people stand at the pulpit and give you instruction, take it serious, church. Spirit is trying to help you. Hallelujah. 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 We're closing in a minute. We're closing. Come on, church. Lift your voice and pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. The instruction is to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank, 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 Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church,